Today's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast contains explicit language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe Podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Monday, December 28th, 2020. I hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas over the weekend, a celebration that is. Christmas Day was on Friday, and I know hopefully the celebration continued throughout the weekend for everyone out there. But I know for me, when I got off work early on Thursday night, Christmas Eve, uh, I raced home, was so happy to be done with all of the work from the week, all of the peak season uh, of FedEx, all of the gifts and uh, help we had to give Santa uh, with uh, deliveries and everything. It was so nice for it to finally be done and to come home, have some dinner with Valerie, and to start our Christmas celebration. So I hope everyone out there enjoyed their Christmas time uh, as we kind of uh, are on the final home stretch here of uh, the year 2020. Uh, I know we had a great episode out on Christmas Day. I don't know how many of you were able to listen to that. I didn't expect people to tune in you know, on Christmas Day because of all the celebrations and everything, but I was pleasantly surprised that uh, we did get some uh, good good amount of total plays on there. Uh, the episode with Tracy McFate was a lot of fun to do. Uh, very, uh, quite a bit of football talk, we'll say. And I hope you guys really enjoyed that as much as I did uh, in getting it out. So uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. I know it's already happened. And I said Merry Christmas all of last week and the weeks building up to Christmas. But an, I feel until we get to that New Year's Day, it's still kind of Christmas time. That's kind of why I was never that into New Year's Eve or New Year's Day because it kind of wrapped up the Christmas season. You had to kind of put stuff away, right? And, and start a new year. And, uh, you know, I told Valerie this, uh, her and I actually recently recorded, and she's going to be on the podcast on Friday on new year's day. You will hear from my girlfriend, Valerie Burns, who will be on here once every few months. She was back here on here in September. She's going to be on here once every few months to kind of let you guys know that, yeah, I do have a girlfriend. She is real. And uh, I've survived another quarter of a year in in, uh, in uh, being with her. So uh, she's our guest on Friday. We're going to start a new year with her, basically her and I talking about things we look forward to in the upcoming year and also kind of reflecting on this crazy year that's been uh, wild for everybody. Uh, and kind of on that note today, I want to talk about expectations. You know, I don't know how often you guys have expectations at work, in a relationship, um, just in life maybe goals, right? I think sometimes a lot of us have expectations, maybe unrealistic expectations, and they don't quite go as planned. I'm a big planner. I love to make goals. I love to plan events, plan details of things, right? Um, I thought that was something I was pretty good at in my coaching career. But sometimes you have these expectations that go the exact opposite of the way you planned, right? And so having expectations 
is a it's a tricky matter because having expectations you're preparing to for something to happen right but sometimes you also might plan for something good to happen and it doesn't happen or maybe your expectations are negative and something good happens case in point this friday will be a new year new year's day 2021 january 1st i can't wait i know most of the world can't can't wait to be done with 2020 right there's all these expectations. There's usually expectations on New Year's Day. It might be weight loss. It might be, I'm going to get that promotion. I'm going to pursue uh, this new career. I'm going to finally take the leap and, and, and take that vacation, travel to that city. The expectation is usually good. You don't prepare for negativity, nor should you. I mean, it's good to, I, I don't know, be, not be surprised by it. But the you know what's the book? Great Expectations, I think. What was it? is that Charles Dickens? I'm not sure. Pardon me for not knowing. But generally, our expectations are are something big, right? Something important. I'm sure every single person last year on January 1st, 2020, said this is going to be a great year. This is our year. It's 2020. That's perfect vision for those people who wear glasses in context. 2020 is perfect vision. It has to be a perfect year. The expectations were, this is going to be great. And what happened? The exact opposite. One of the worst years for most of us. Most of us lost jobs. Most of us, um, you know, suffered some loss, new people that got sick, maybe had some clashes with family and friends over a lot of different subjects and issues. It was not a pleasant time, but the expectations were so much more. You guys ever plan a Christmas gathering or maybe just a dinner party or just a Sunday barbecue and you try to get the details right and things don't always go as planned. But if things don't go as planned, you're just hoping and praying, okay, they're not a disaster at least. You have expectations and goals. Okay, they didn't quite get to that level, but at least they weren't a disaster. Well, this year, 2020, I mean, it was probably a disaster. That's probably a fair way to sum it up, right? And I look at expectations in our sports teams, at least the teams I follow, right? I I, I, I think I'm a pretty fair fan. I'm not a fair-weathered fan. I'm not an, a fanatic fan. I think I'm pretty fair. I understand that Across the field, there's another team that has expensive athletes, that has coaches that study and stay up all week. They work just as hard as the team I root for. But my expectation for the team I root for, the Los Angeles Rams, as as many of you know, is that they're going to go out there and perform and do well. I can see that they have a good, talented team, a good coach. All the pieces are in place. So that when your expectation is for them to do well and they don't do well, it drives you crazy. Much like if it's outside of sports, you have a sibling, you have a child, your expectations for them are to do great things and they don't live up to expectations. How many times have you seen that? Come on, that's just life. People around us or people we, we follow, we support, they don't live up to expectations. That hurts us, right? I use the Rams as an example for me. I think they're one of the most underachieving teams in the National Football League. There's other teams out there that are very talented, 
that do great things that are always in the mix. But you know what? I think the Rams underachieve. And I think expectations and underachievements, if you look at both of those, at, at, at opposite sides of the spectrum, really, I, I think typically we we all fall kind of in between somewhere, right? Our expectation is to get the promotion, but we don't get it. So is that us underachieving? And eh, maybe not. There's other things we couldn't control. But the expectations of things that we can control, that is us underachieving. In, in a football game, it's, hey, there's schemes that go on. There's uh, game planning and everything. Okay, you can't always control what the other team's going to do and how you, you, know, you do your best to react to it. But you can control holding on to the football. You can control not fumbling, not throwing it to the other team. You can control uh, missing a tackle, making a block. You can control those things, right? So when you don't do the things personally that you should, to me, that's underachieving, not living up to expectations. And, and I'm seeing a lot of this as we go into this year, 2021. I know a lot of people just can't wait. I know I can't wait. The very end of 2020 has been has been good for me, getting a job, finding a little stability, and also kind of planning out some future uh, expectations, we'll say. And if I look back on the year 2020, it started off just like any other year for me. And then one crazy Sunday, I'm standing in my kitchen talking with my girlfriend, Valerie, and my dad stopped by, and I didn't have anything else to watch. I had the Pro Bowl on in the background. And in the middle of that game, breaking news, Kobe Bryant, his helicopter went down. He's gone. And I think I just repeated, oh my goodness, 10 times in a row. It, it, I couldn't believe it, what I had just seen and heard. Little did I know that that was the beginning of one of the worst years that I've ever been a part of. Maybe not personally. I had some, sure, some, some obstacles and things. But I would say the first time that I've seen the majority of the country just have a really rotten year. I lost my job like a lot of other people did. Um, but you know what? I was also drawn to this podcast to do something I never thought I would do. But always something that I also wanted to do. So my expectations for the year, January 1st, 2020, I wasn't sure what to expect. And I saw some truly horrible things. But I also was able to dive into this podcast. And I look at that as a blessing, as an expectation that I didn't think was out there. But it just came about. And then getting a job, a full-time job uh, with benefits and everything in late September. I didn't think this is would, how it would all go down. I didn't have expectations. But it came about. So my point of all this long-winded story is that sometimes we have expectations we don't reach them and we feel like we failed. And that's not always the case. And then there's other times when we don't have any expectations and yet we find exactly what we did not think we were even looking for. Case in point, uh, my girlfriend, Valerie Burns, I stopped looking. I stopped searching for that person in my life. And when I stopped looking, I found her. It was when I was trying to date, trying to put myself out there that I was failing when I just took a step back and said, okay, I'm just going to live life and see what happens. That's when something that was such a blessing to me 
came into my life. And in this horrible year, I found a podcast. I found at the end of it, a steady job that took me away from some, you know, a uh, gig, gig type of work in umpiring and officiating. And, uh, I guess ultimately you just never know guys. You'd never know expectations versus underachieving. Uh, and sometimes things just come out of nowhere. So I don't know if you guys can relate to that or not, but in this crazy year, that has been 2020. I'm sure there's been plenty of moments where we've all just shaken our heads and be like, man, I did not see that coming. Or maybe, man, I thought this would happen, but this didn't happen, you know? So I know that Friday is a new year. It's, it's crazy to say, but we did get there. We got through 2020. We're almost there. And uh, we're going to try to celebrate a new year. Uh, have some expectations for it. it. It can't be worse than this last year was. Uh, or maybe it could. I don't know. I'm not going to try to be negative. Let's be positive, right? Let's look forward. And in looking back at 2020, being like, man, that's how bad it could be, right? When things are bad, we feel they're bad, but they're not that bad. Look at the truly horrible moments and be like, okay, things aren't as bad as we think they are, right? Anyway, much like my Los Angeles Rams, losing a big game on Sunday. Anyway, I'll talk about that with Sam. My brother Sam Hersom is on the podcast today. Uh, he is here. He's been here the past few Mondays. We talk about uh, our Rams disappointments, but also just we talk about NFL storylines, um, get into Christmas spirit, maybe in turning the page on the year 2020. Uh, and getting into a new year. We try to cover it all. Just a brief discussion with him. Uh, I did mention uh, Valerie Burns is on the program on Friday. She's our big guest of the week. Some of you have heard her before. Uh, my lovely girlfriend, her and I kind of reflect on 2020 and talk a little bit about 2021. Uh, that should be a lot of fun and, and ringing in the new year with her. And on Wednesday, we have a special episode of the weekly Wednesday weigh-in with Bill Barnes that I will tell you guys about at the end of this podcast. So uh, get comfortable, strap in. Uh, you're going to hear some sports talk with Sam and I. And then at the very end of it, end of it, I will tell you all about our big show on Wednesday with Bill Barnes and uh, maybe some other surprises on there. So thanks for joining us, guys. Happy Monday to everyone as you start your work week and kind of finishing up the final days of 2020. <music> Well, it's Monday, and that means it's time to chat with my brother, Sam Hersema, at least during the football season. We have plenty to talk about today regarding the NFL, some of the college games that happened. Uh, but Sam, I must first ask you, how was your Christmas, my brother? It was excellent, man. Yeah? I, I hung out. I just hung out with dad for like basically two days. I didn't do shit. Excellent. Excellent. We made our famous Dutch casserole and uh, had a nice little bottle of Gentleman's Jack and grounded up some uh, coffee beans courtesy of you. So thank you for that. Fantastic gift on my end, I must say. I must say. So Sam, if you can take me through uh, your Christmas Eve into your Christmas Day and then your Christmas weekend. I mean, that getting off on Christmas Eve, right? generally get off a little early in the afternoon maybe and then uh kind of take us from there yeah so i went into work uh did not do a damn thing while i was there and got off around one uh hung out with the lady for a little while 
Of course. Uh, exchanged a few gifts. Uh, got started on a little whiskey. Couldn't have too much because I had to drive. <laughs> but then I just took a uh, took a nice little trip out to Glendora. Stopped in uh, Covina. Got myself a little in and out. Got home. Got home with dad on Christmas Eve. Had a few drinks. Beautiful. Uh, caught up for a little bit because I've been I haven't seen him and since Thanksgiving. So. Yeah, it was nice. Nice yeah. Christmas Eve. Well, Christmas Eve, in and out. We've been doing that for a long time, and we try to get together, you know, if possible. But I was getting off work; I had to get uh, out here to Eastvale, and you were kind of headed towards Glendora. So we 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 didn't do it eat, it, eat it up together, but we did, you know, have in and out together in person. And I did see a video you sent me of you just demoralizing some some in and out burger. H- had it been a while, Sam, since you've had your in and out? I haven't had in and out since last Christmas Eve. Wow, a whole year? Yeah, dude. I in in, in all seriousness, you know, Ursama metabolism isn't it's not the best thing in the world. But <laughs> no. I I uh, I actually, dude. I don't I don't eat fast food. I don't drink soda all year. I do have whiskey, which has no carbs, so we're okay. But. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I don't eat fast food all year. So that, that is a 100% a treat to me. Had a nice double-double grilled onions like any man would and uh, <laughs> some animal style fries. Oh, got to, got to have it. No, it's been a while for me, but yeah, it's funny that it started off like I was, I went to like communion with mom or something and we were coming home and like on a Christmas Eve years ago and I was like, hey, what if we went to In-N-Out? And we were like, well, we can't do that. And then we're like, yes, you can. So that has become a tradition. Even if we don't do it together, Christmas Eve, got to have In-N-Out Burger at least once a year. Oh, yeah. And then that, that Dr. Pepper tasted amazing. I upgraded it. I got an extra large. I don't care. <laughs> I didn't get my shake this year, but uh, you know what? Hey, uh, live and learn. Uh, next time, next time. Uh, well, cool, Sam. And then so you had Christmas Eve, a drink or two with dad. I came by. Me and Val came by Christmas morning. I uh, did gifts there with you. That Dutch casserole was fantastic and then uh, we ended up having to leave after that but you you were kind of there all weekend yeah for the most part you know I I I just wanted to stay I didn't really want to come back to my place it was nice it was nice seeing dad and Mm -hmm. hanging out with him yeah he wanted that coffee grinder uh you know he was so funny he was like hey who told you I needed this I was like you did at Thanksgiving (laughs) so I'm glad to see that he he dove into it uh, hopefully he had a few uh, John Daniels as well, and you guys had a good time. And Sam, how weird is it that this is the first time you and I have not been there full time? You know, like when you moved out, I was at home. When I moved out, you were at home. Now neither of us are there, and so when we both go back, it is kind of special. Yeah, it was definitely a weird, a weird Christmas. It was a, an adjustment, uh-huh. if you will, but. You know, we got it done. It, it wasn't as much time as I wanted together. You know, you guys, you guys had to go see other family. Um, I didn't because <laughs> the <only> family <laughs> I care about is dad. It's but. all, <laughs> it's all but. good. No, I, yeah, Christmas with dad in the Glendora house. It just seems right. And uh, yeah, it was a great time seeing you. We are recording this uh, late on Sunday after you've gotten back to your home uh, in Orange County, and I'm wrapping up. Uh, well, some of my other podcast duties, you know, Sam, I, I was off on Friday for Christmas day. I was off on the 26th 
my first Saturday off in a month. And then I was off Sunday today. So three days off for me felt like a week. I can't believe I have to go back to that horrible place tomorrow. As dad used to say when he was working, uh, man, when you're a working guy, you've been doing it for years. This is new to me to have a few days off feels like heaven. And now it's time to go back. Yeah. For it almost feels like, it almost feels like this is the normal life again. And then you're waiting like, Oh, wait, wait a second. What is this fucking nonsense? <laughs> I have to go back. I don't want to do that. I want to whiskey and eat cookies. What is this? <laughs> I, I still remember like, you know, this, this week, this week is going to be a joke for work for me. I know it's probably busy for you, but you know, nobody's going to be at work where I am. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be, it's going to be chill. It's going to be relaxing. But I still remember the first year I started working full time at at Beckman Coulter. They took the whole week off. Wow. Yeah, in between Christmas and New Year's, and that was that was like it felt like you were in high school. It was <laughs> great. It was great, but you know, simpler times. And uh, now I guess we're not uh, religious enough to believe in that sort of thing. Yeah, that's one thing that that kids these days aren't experiencing is those two, two and a half weeks of being off in the Christmas time. And then the, the new year hit. And then it was like, man, it's time to go back to school. This, this is terrible. But uh, they're just off all the time now, it seems like. Uh, yeah, for me, it'll be another short week, just Monday through Thursday, I think. I think we're off New Year's Day. So that will be nice. Um, but uh, yeah, pretty crazy, man. I mean, I know you've never been much of a Christmas guy, but it's come and gone. And now it's time for a happy new year, right? 2021. Can you believe it's finally going to be here? It's crazy. It, 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 2020 feels like the year that would never end. But I, 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 it's not going to go without a fight this week. Something's going to happen and I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> yeah, well said. It's, it's going to be wild. And uh, yeah, it's just hard to believe that, you know, when everything started, we didn't think we'd get here, but here we are. We were able to pull off Christmas and um, it, we're starting a new year. Finally, I'm excited about it. And I think a lot of people are, and generally I'm not a new year's Eve or new year's day guy. I like watching the Rose bowl, but that's not happening this year. Uh, I like you and I, and uh, we, we, we went out a few times on new year's Eve. That was fun, but I don't know. It seems like when you're around people on new year's Eve, there are people that never go out or do anything. And all of a sudden they're doing it just to do it. And I don't know. I just got tired of the crowds and everything. Not like there's any places to go to this year. I mean, but what are your thoughts on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day? New Year's Day has always been just, you know, recover from New Year's Eve for me. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it's I, 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 I would still like going out on New Year's Eve. I think it'd be fun. Uh, last year I went out. I don't remember what I did exactly, but it tells you it was a good time. Uh, yeah yeah no kidding well i'm looking forward to turning the page we had a few fun new year's eves and uh, i like new year's day better it's just like all right daytime everyone's passed out and i'm just like let's enjoy the day the day off and everything uh but anyway sam outside of the christmas celebration and uh much uh, sooner than or before we are getting to our new year's eve celebrations or new year's day celebrations there was some football over the weekend there were three nfl games on saturday there was the regularly scheduled uh, games on Sunday. So quite the weekend of the NFL. Uh, we can't really talk football without first talking about 
our beloved Rams. And last week we saw one of the worst losses in Rams history, uh, losing to the Jets, uh, the same team that won this week, that, that Jets team. But the Rams went up to Seattle, and we knew it would be a tough game. And the division was on the line. I was hoping that they would bounce back, but they didn't quite do that. Defense played okay. Well, as they played more than okay. Um, but the offense just vanished. They, 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 they disappeared. And the Rams lost the game 20 to nine. And honestly, it felt worse than that. I mean, what were your thoughts from the Rams at the Seahawks on Sunday? And I, I think my, uh, my pick in the pool speaks for itself. I did not pick the Rams to even win this week. <laughs> um, I, you know, it's just, it's typical Rams football uh, defense for defense for most of the game. I think I thought it was pretty spot on, pretty spectacular, but you know, when you don't have an offense that's putting up any points for you, what are you, are you going to keep, you know, what are you going to, are you going to try to get seven points for them or are you just yeah. going to say, oh, all right, well, screw this you know so i don't know man it, I'm, I'm sticking like the the nfl is wise to mcveigh's system and he he refuses to uh, to change up what he does i he's a genius he's not going anywhere because he's he brought a a uh, a football team that hadn't had a winning record in a long time to actually contenders but he needs to adapt a little bit i don't know i don't understand what he's doing right now. I'm not quite sure what the problem is. I do know that the, the teams have kind of figured out the bootleg game with kind of the, the flood, flood right, flood left with the three receivers, short, medium, and, and long. Um, when the running game is not getting off chunks of yardage, the play action really isn't there. And then it just drives me crazy. You see these third and one situations, they go shotgun again and empty. And then, I mean, ultimately what defined the game for me was the Rams have a great drive. They get down to the three-yard line. First and goal from the three. And then they just get punched right in the throat by the Seattle defense on a run play. Then another run. I mean, they just get blown off the ball where you don't have – I mean, if you just move forward, even if you're not sure who to hit or whatever, go forward. Don't get blown back and you'll probably be okay. Uh, they, they tried a quarterback sneak with Jared Goff, which he fumbled and then got, got it back. I didn't like that call. And then the run play – did not seem like it was it was uh it was it was gonna fail from the start just because again they got blown off the ball. So if you can't get a touchdown on first and goal from the three yard line, I don't care who you are, that speaks volumes to you as a team, to your lack of toughness, to how soft you are. And I'm saying this as a Rams fan, that spoke volumes to me that the Rams could not get the ball in the end zone first and goal from the three. You don't deserve to win the game, period. And mm -hmm. I, and in quite frankly, I, they still like you know there's there's a chance they don't get into the playoffs, and I I hope it happens <laughs> because, because I'm done I'm done I'm done watching them just screw away everything. Yeah, what are they yeah what are they going to do? Get into the playoffs, and again, like I've been saying over and over again, they're just going to lose. So it doesn't matter. I'd rather have them out of the playoffs so I can just enjoy these 2020, 2021 playoffs. <laughs> There's some truth to that. Cause I told Valerie, I said, Hey, you know, all this weekend, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. And then I said, Hey, Sunday, the Rams are kind of in a big game. And uh, so for three, three and a half hours, I'm going to kind of be a miserable, nervous wreck. I'll try to uh, keep it down. 
but yeah, they just did not play well. And, and Jared Goff, it appears, broke his thumb, dislocated it. And I give him credit for snapping that thing back into place. I think, you know, with his interceptions and his fumbles and, and this and that, he may not come across as a very tough guy, but any guy that snaps his finger back into place to me, it, it speaks about his character. And I don't know that he's going to play this Sunday against the Cardinals. You're probably looking at a, a backup quarterback who's never thrown an NFL pass. And uh, I, I think the Rams are in trouble, Sam. I, I'm right there with you. I think they may, in fact, miss the playoffs. Yeah, it's like a long relationship. Why draw it out? Just like, you know, <laughs> have some fun. Have some fun for a few months and be done with it. That's it. We had some good times. Yeah, indeed. Um, if you could sum it up, Sam, in a sentence or whatever, uh, a couple bullet points, what would you say ultimately is the Rams issue? You, you talked a little bit about Goff, or not Goff, but McVay and his system, maybe the play calling. Uh, there's other things that go into a game, though. I mean, McVay can't hold on to the football for guys. I mean, Simba Webster fumbled. You got Goff throwing the ball to nobody except guys in Seahawk uniform. Uh, some of the things that happened on Sunday, you're like, yeah, it's McVay, but it's not all him. I say that every week, but I mean, what, what do you, what would you sum up? Sum, how would you sum it up? I should say. Well, in the beginning, in the beginning of it all, when Goff came to the Rams, even after a showcase few years, even his slow start, then he had two pretty good years. I was never convinced that he was a top 10 quarterback. Like I, he, he had McVay. <clears throat> McVay made him better. Granted, he puts up astronomical numbers, but he doesn't do it consistently. But McVay, if McVay is going to continue to make him look better, McVay is the one who needs to adjust. Yeah, Goff is not. He's a starting quarterback in the NFL, regardless of regardless of of what team he's on. He's a starting quarterback. But he he needs he needs a a coach that's gonna that's gonna do a little bit better, and show him and I don't know maybe learn a few extra plays. Stop running the same eight plays over and over again. <laughs> yeah, there there's an argument to be made there, and at the same time, it's like you do what you do and and just continue to execute. But I'll say this about Goff and McVeigh, and that is. There was a time early on in their relationship where, where Goff would throw the ball down the field. I mean, I'm talking not bombs or anything, but like 10 yards, 15 yards. Like, And they still do that, but they still somehow get caught up in these one-yard passes or when it's third and 12, throwing a three-yard pass. I know it's field position and whatever, but I just see passes behind the line of scrimmage. I see one-yard passes that are destined to go nowhere. I would almost rather see incompletions. And I feel like Jared... He either holds the ball too long and just like, oh no, bad things are going to happen. Or he just like checks down way too quick to an option that's not going to do anything. And I don't know what the happy medium is, but they got to make some adjustments here because they don't throw the ball routinely down the field like they did uh, three years ago, two years ago, or even last year. Well, they don't, who's their downfield threat now? Really, nobody. What, well, they, what, Robert Robert Woods is not a downfield threat. He's everything else, basically. Cooper Cup is the same thing. And then you have a bunch of basically tight ends out there. 
I guess so. I mean, I'll tell you this. When the Rams go shotgun four wide or shotgun five wide, I got a secret for everyone out there. Here's what they're going to do. The two outside guys, they're going to run five-yard outs. And the inside guys, they're going to do five-yard, just five-yard turnarounds, five-yard hooks. I get Watch it. I, I, it happens every time. And either gets batted down or it's a great first down play. But that's, that's all they do. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <clears throat> There's, you, look at this team, you look at this team on paper and you actually like, you look at, you look at some of like the plays, the plays they call, and you look at the defense, you look at some of the, like the special teams and like, why, why aren't they better? You're right. They should be, but they're not. There's something wrong. And that's why it, I, that's why I think it comes down to the play calling. I don't think McVay, I don't think McVay should ever, should be ever even con, not even close to being considered being like, you know, relieved of his duties. No way. Don't I'm never going to take it that far, but he needs to switch up his freaking game plan. Just what add a few plays, please. Yeah. That's all I'm asking. Add some down, add add some downfield throws. But here's the deal. Even if you throw the ball downfield and it doesn't work out fine, you took a shot, but let's like, they don't, they don't throw these 25, yard passes anymore they just don't do it and i'm like even if the ball's incomplete stretch the field a little bit try you never know what can happen as long as it's not an interception or a sack uh you know it's it's not horrible so i just wish they'd if you did that i think it would open up the run game even more uh you know we did see daryl henderson take a go down with an injury Goff is injured so i don't know what to expect on, on sunday against the cardinals i mean the rams could could lose and miss the playoffs I think they can lose and still get in technically, but I don't know. I, I don't have high expectations. And, and my thoughts are that if the Rams do get in, they're probably going to lose in the, in the very first weekend. Yeah. So let's just, let's put us out of our misery and I'm, <laughs> done, I'm done talking about these dumb thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll have something to complain about next week. And uh, as I told Val, you know, there might only be one more weekend in the Rams season for me to uh, complain and be loud about so anyway, uh, there's plenty of other action that occurred Saturday. Uh, there were three games. The Buccaneers destroyed the lions. Brady had a kind of a, kind of a big day. Uh, but Alvin Kamara for the new Orleans saints really was the story of the Saturday. Anyway, he had six rushing touchdowns, Sam. Uh, he really got going and that's a scary sight. If he really gets in a rhythm, uh, especially this time of year, that could spell trouble for NFC teams in the playoffs because one thing you do not want to see is Kamara getting some rhythm, uh, putting up six rushing touchdowns. I mean, that's that's almost unheard of. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you, you put up you put up fifty two points. I remember I looked at the score and I saw they put up fifty two points and like the I scrolled down. I was just like, oh, Breeze must have had a big day. He yeah. didn't throw for a touchdown. Yeah. He threw two picks. I was like, "Well, who scored?" Because I, I didn't, I didn't watch a lot of the game. I couldn't, I couldn't get it where I was. But uh, <laughs> I was like, "That dude's a beast, man." Yeah, he, he's turning it on at the right time. No, for sure. And and if they play at home indoors, I mean, uh, who knows what can happen with them? But uh, then on, uh, let's see, later Saturday night. Uh, the Miami Dolphins ended up beating 
the uh, I might have my days mixed up. I'm sorry. The Saints was Christmas Day. That was a lot of points on Christmas Day with the Saints and the Vikings. Uh, the afternoon game on Saturday was the 49ers and the Cardinals. Uh, thankfully, yes, thankfully, the 49ers beat the Cardinals uh, to keep them at eight and seven. Otherwise, the Rams would be in real jeopardy of the playoffs. But the Cardinals go down to the 49ers. Um, and I got to say, man, the 49ers, they must be used to that stadium by now having playing their home games in Arizona. Uh, they go on the road technically and beat the Cardinals in Arizona. I think it's the third time they've played in that stadium this month or something like that. Uh, 49ers continue to win games without really any of their pieces in place. And the Cardinals got to be scratching their heads as to why they can't win a put, put anything consistent together. Right. Although I'm sure they'll put it together next week against the Rams. 100 percent they'll they'll put up like 40 something points yeah and Rams will put up like nine Nine. <laughs> again but yeah but yeah the the cardinals you know they'll they'll kind of like they'll pull out in a little while they, they'll give, be good give them, give them a year or two they worry me they really do worry me i know the rams handled them last time but they have something to play for this sunday for the first time in a while and uh, we know how the Rams do when they have something to play for. So I'm a little worried. But if they lose that game and loot miss the playoffs, hey, that's all on them. And if the Cardinals play well and get in the playoffs, hey, congrats to them. So we'll see what happens this Sunday. Go Cardinals. <laughs> oh, you're such a realist. I love it. Well, the other game on Saturday night was in Las Vegas. The Miami Dolphins shock the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, the Raiders take a lead late. There was some clock management that was in question. Uh, they left some time there, and the Miami Dolphins beat the Raiders by one point and eliminated uh, the Raiders from possible uh, a playoff spot. They are done. I think at best they can finish, what is it, 500? So in year three of John Gruden, they missed the playoffs again. And kind of continue to underachieve a little bit, but you believe they're probably a year or two away still? Them, yeah, still. I'm still on board with them. It's they, – they, they just crumbled. Plus, you know, they got my boy Littleton, so. <laughs> One of your favorite he'll, he'll get Maybe he'll get some special teams points for them. Oh, yeah. Couple, oh, yeah, no couple, doubt couple about block it. block punts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, whatever it takes. Uh, but yeah, big win for the Dolphins. I think they're, let's see, are they in right now? I'm not sure if they're in or not, but the playoff picture now, it's pretty wild. I think there's like, so seven teams in each conference, right? And there's like mm-hmm. eight teams really in each conference that are kind of hanging on by or by a thread or eight, eight teams going for seven spots, I should say. And uh, Miami still in the mix with that, uh, that, that throw by Fitzpatrick was really something. I don't know if you saw it, got his head ripped off and kind of threw a bomb. And so they tacked on the 15 yards uh, with just a great play by uh, Fitz Magic, and the uh, the Dolphins winning that game on Saturday night. Pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it live, but I saw the highlight, and you know, I, that dude always that dude always has a special place in my heart. Yeah, he's a Ram. He's a Ram, <laughs> baby, Mister Mister Ram out of Harvard, way back when. Um, well, some other news no. on. Oh, go ahead. The, that's that's not the only reason he has a special place in my heart. When he was on the Rams, he proposed to his girlfriend at a McDonald's. And if that's not the most gangster thing I've ever seen, name something better. That's a hero right there. That's And I think he has I'm like all, seven kids, so yeah. 
Now, I'm a Harvard graduate and I'm an NFL football player. So we're going to do this or what? <laughs> Verbatim. That's probably what he said. Well said. Very well said. Uh, well, there were a few storylines on Sunday. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers rallied to defeat the Indianapolis Colts. Colts are in the driver's seat, really winning the entire game. And the, the Steelers have had some real troubles. I think they've lost three in a row. Uh, they, they came out of nowhere, managed to win that game. And by doing so, won the, the AFC North. Uh, so the, the Steelers kind of turned it around uh, at the very last possible moment to win their division. And the Colts now, I think, are on the outside looking in, even though they've had a pretty good team this year. So what are your two thoughts on the Steelers and the Colts? the Colts can still get in though, right? They can still get in. They're not, they're not, uh, they're just, they're, they're outside looking in right now. They play Tennessee next week, which is they're both 10 and five. So it's going to be for the AFC South championship next Sunday. Damn. Yeah. I I mean, I still, I still got hope for the Colts river rivers is one of those guys who comes on late in the season. I don't got hope that they're going to do much after that, but I think that they'll, I think, that don't make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And, and that was a tough loss for Indy and uh, the Steelers needed a win bad because they've just been really struggling. So a big win for the Steelers uh, in other news in the AFC North, your boy Baker Mayfield literally fumbled the game away. Uh, it was fourth and one against those, those pesky jets and uh, fourth and one, they ran a quarterback sneak Baker fumbled. The ball went, he was fumbled behind the line of scrimmage. The ball went beyond the line of scrimmage and beyond the line to gain. But as one of those rules in uh, football, if it's fourth down and you fumble it, only you can advance it. Otherwise, it comes back to the spot of the fumble, which is, you know, so the guys just can't purposely fumble the ball on fourth down. And so quite a way for the Browns to lose. I know they were missing some receivers because of COVID and everything. But man, all this all this Baker Mayfield love. It just, it, it, I don't know. He, he, he just let the game slip right from within his fingers, Sam. It happens, man. He's been, he's been a, he's been a good, he's been on kind of a roll lately, but you know, sometimes stuff like that happens. I can't really talk because the Rams lost to the Jets too. I hear you. I hear you. Absolutely. It uh, doesn't break my heart to see Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, uh, stumble and fumble. So uh, anyway, I just thought I'd mention I that. I, I can't wait till he wins a Super Bowl. Wins a Super Bowl. What, what does he get? What do you get? Madden? What do you get? A Madden video game? Super Bowl? What are you talking about? Win a Super Bowl? Hey, in today's world, Madden Madden counts, man. Oh, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Win a Super Bowl. Just take it easy, Browns fans. You're in the playoffs. Settle down. You got double digit wins for the first time since, uh, you know, uh, the new, the old Testament or whatever it was, but, uh, just, just settle down, settle down Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I know he's your savior and everything. Um, well, a guy who's played pretty good football, I think Sam, we've talked about him before is Chargers quarterback, Justin Herbert. Uh, he set a rec- rookie record for touchdown passes, uh, quietly kind of going about his business on a bad team. Uh, I think that's, that's pretty impressive. And, and quite honestly, Joe Burrow, for the Bengals probably would have done something similar if I'm honest, but to see that Justin Herbert wasn't even the starter at the beginning of the season and to have the year he's having, I think he surprised so many people because he wasn't like this uh, just incredible passer at Oregon yet with the chargers on a bad team, 
he's putting up some good numbers and, and has set a rookie uh, passing touchdown record. So don't you think, well, number one, the Chargers we know have their guy, but aren't you impressed with uh, what he's done this season? I always like the sleeper, man. I and mean, that's what he was this season. I mean, I, it's impressive and it's, uh, he, it's, he's not a, he's not like a showboating guy. So it's like, I didn't even, in all honesty, I didn't even know about him until like a few weeks ago. Cause I wasn't watching the chargers. Yeah. But, or not a few weeks ago, but like six weeks ago or something. But like, I, I like, I like what he does. Yeah. I, what was it last week? He had that, he had that, um, was it last week that he had the last minute drive? That bomb of a, that bomb of a, a touchdown. Oh, throw. against, against the Raiders. Hey, I heard yeah. a good joke. I told it to Tracy. I don't know if you heard his podcast on Friday, but you know, that new stadium in Vegas, Allegiant stadium, that's the only place uh, in Las Vegas where the house loses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard that joke after the Chargers went in there and, and beat the Raiders. So I thought you'd appreciate that. Did you get a chance to yeah. listen to Tracy's podcast, by the way? Not yet. I mean, I was at, I was at dad's at yeah, that yeah. point. I don't, I don't, if I'm not at work, I don't listen to podcasts. No. <laughs> <laughs> Only listen to podcasts on the clock. I hear you. Yeah. I want to get paid to enjoy my time there. <laughs> hey, well said enough said there. Uh, yeah. You'll like Tracy. Uh, you, you've had a few beers uh, with Tracy before and he's, he's a blast uh, just talking about football, all levels of football. I think you'll really enjoy it. Especially a few things he has to say about uh, Rams legend, uh, Jackie Slater and his kind of interaction with him. Um, well, Sam, uh, what else? Any other games stand out to you on Sunday? I thought the Green Bay-Tennessee game was going to be much better than it was. Uh, don't, don't you love seeing football in the snow? How cool is that? I mean, no other sport has that. That's, that's the best thing in the world, and it usually means, usually means a good running game. A good run. The, the team with the best running game is going to win. But – on paper, the Titans had the best running game, but not not today. I mean, if you give up 40 points in the snow, uh, that that that's a problem to me. And I know the Packers are good, got a great offense, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But to drop 40 points on the Titans in the snow, man, that's a scary thought for teams that have to go to Green Bay in the playoffs here, which could in fact be the Rams if they get in. I, I mean, to see that, that the Packers can put up points like that in the snow is, uh, is downright scary. And, and to, and they held, it was only two yards under, but they held Derrick Henry to under a hundred yards. He still had a good game. Yeah. Uh, you know, green Bay just had better, had a better game. Dude, if you look if you actually look at the green Bay stats, it's kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like Aaron Rodgers threw for four touchdowns and then Everybody was running, basically. Yeah. Even Aaron Rodgers averaged, ran the ball three times for 19 yards. Um, Jones ran the ball 10 times for 94 yards. And Dylan, and Dylan ran uh, 21 for 124 yards and two touchdowns. So I was like, where are the – these look like fake yeah. – they look like fake stats. I know. I was like, I saw, you see those games in the snow, you're like, what? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers went 21 of 25 and threw for four touchdowns? in the snow it's it's a scary thought man as i mentioned it really really is and i I just i can't comprehend it i mean you you and i've played a little football in the snow up at uh, mount care and everything 
uh, man, it, it's very different. So to see a California kid like Aaron Rodgers go out there and do that routinely is, is again, very scary. And, and, uh, yeah. man, yeah, it's crazy. Can you believe Sam, the NFL's down to its final week of the season? Yeah, let's, let's get the Rams season over with quick. <laughs> uh, I'm, I am, I'm looking forward to playoffs. That's when things start to get really fun as, yeah. as everyone knows, but I can't wait. I used to, I used to spend that first week, uh, two years in a row in Vegas. That was the wild card weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And man, that's just, it's a fun time. I won't be going to Vegas this year, but man, when the playoffs kick off, it's just, Oh my goodness. No, it's, it's incredible. It's it's... Like, don't talk, don't talk to me. I got, I got, I got a few weekends here when, where I'm not going to talk to anybody. I'm just going to sit down, watch football, eat food, yep. drink a beer. Don't bother me. Seven, eight hours on Saturday and Sunday. Leave me alone. Absolutely. And then afterwards, we'll talk about it on this podcast, Sam, on a Sunday night. But you look at the AFC. Okay, you got three division winners, uh, you know, KC, Pittsburgh, and Buffalo. And then you have five teams, Sam, all of them, 10 and five. And as I said already, there's only four spots there. Uh, Tennessee, Miami, Baltimore, Cleveland, and Indianapolis, all at 10 and five. Um, you know what? Someone is going to have 10 wins and not make the playoffs. And, and there might even, let's see, is there a scenario? I don't know if there's a scenario where there's someone who has 11 wins, but 10 wins. I mean, that's crazy. You got five teams right now who are 10 and five. Uh, the NFC is a little more clear cut. Uh, really LA, Chicago, Arizona. Uh, those are three teams basically going for t- uh, two playoff spots. Uh, in the wild card, but man, I, I think the AFC is very top heavy. If you had to sum it up, who'd you say is the better overall conference right now? Not the best teams in green Bay and, and Kansas city, but the overall better teams in which conference? The, a- the AFC has all the, all the better teams. Okay. AFC is going to win the super bowl. Whoa. Regardless, of, regardless of it, if it's the Steelers, the Chiefs, uh, there's a few. There's a few other teams that can make it in there. Yeah, sneak in, right time. Um, the weather's right. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't really see any any contenders in the NFC. Real contenders, unless you we put the Packers in there, and that's it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the Saints quietly have 11 wins. Seattle, after today's win, 11 wins. I mean. Uh, even the Bucks are kind of like, yeah, it seems like they've had an up and down year, but they're 10 and five. I mean, the NFC, yeah, there's a lot of parity there, but, but man, you look at all the teams in the AFC. Uh, I do think overall the AFC is a better conference this year, has a lot better football teams top to bottom from the playoff spots. And uh, yeah, I would be surprised myself if the AFC did not win the Super Bowl. So I think that's a very fair assessment and probably what's going to happen. Yeah, easily. Uh, Sam, I talked uh, before the show today a little bit about expectations and managing expectations. And and take me, uh, I got thinking about it because of the Rams, of course, right? We have these expectations for them to play well. I think they're underachieving. They're one of the most underachieving teams in the league, if not the most. Um, But I think having expectations in our lives Uh, I mean, think about it, your dating life, your work life, just your everyday life. If you have high expectations, then 
failures kind of hurt more, right? But if you don't have high expectations, then you're almost like uh, pleasantly surprised when things do go well. Much like you look at us in our in our Rams fandom, we never ex- expected anything years ago, and then they came out of nowhere. Now we do kind of expect something, and they just struggle. But also, you and I are both Rams fans, so we know don't get too high on these special time. So anyway, you know what I'm kind of saying about expectations? I mean, do you, do you try not to have expectations in your, in your life, your personal uh, daily life, uh, whatever it may be? So I'm going to tell you the secret to life right now about expectations. <laughs> when it comes to other people, when it comes to a job, when it comes to family, when it comes to anything other than yourself, don't have any. Okay. And you'll never, and you'll never be disappointed when it comes to yourself. What I I have goals, I have expectations of myself. That's between me, myself and I, but always set your goals and your expectations yourself higher. And if you don't meet that, that's on you. Uh, That makes sense to me. Like high expectations to yourself, holding yourself to a high standard, but not expecting people to really come through for you. I mean, that's, that's just a fact of life. I mean, you'd like to think other people care as much as you do, but uh, you and I've lived long enough to understand that eh, people do let you down. I think that's the realistic, the realist uh, approach to life that you and I both have uh, that we, we both are realists, I think to our core. Would you not agree with that? (laughs) More of a realist than anybody realized. <laughs> no, um, it, it's it's fun, man. It, it's it's all in good fun, but like you know, you know, you got friends, you got family, you got you got everything, you got a job. It's just like take take it with a grain of salt. Everyone's gonna let you down at some point. It's not to be negative. You still got love for them. You just don't have high expectations for anything like that, and <clears throat> you'll be good. <laughs> no, I think I think it's uh, there's definitely some good points there to that. Uh, but yeah, it just got me thinking as, as we approach this new year, right. Everyone's always like, Oh, this is our year. This is, you know, how many people said that on January 1st, 2020, it was like, Oh, this is going to be a great year. Not having any idea what was in store for all of us. And, and it so, was a great year. <laughs> again, you're the one person in America who has enjoyed 2020 because of a lack of traffic, less work days. You actually kept your job. Unlike a lot of, uh, other, you know, the rest of us. So, uh, My- like, like I just told you, my own expectations. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sam, you got a great job. You moved out to a new place in Orange County. Do you have any big expectations or I shouldn't say that, but just goals or what are you looking forward to uh, in 2021 or, you know, in saying goodbye to 2020, I don't want to get too sentimental or anything, but uh, what do you look forward to in starting a new year on Friday? I just get there really. It's, yeah. I, I don't see anything different really happening. You know, I got things, <laughs> things are going good right now. Not to be a dick, but mm-hmm. I'm happy. No, I'm it's happy good. with my life right now. It's good to hear that some people are, because I think again, managing expectations and managing what's around you is important. Uh, happiness a lot of times is a choice. Some people don't know how to be happy. I mentioned that not too long ago, but um, you know, man, managing expectations. And it is nice when you kind of achieve certain things like 
you get to a certain place with a job, you, you get, you know, you move into a new place or out to a new place. And, and maybe some of us have those goals out there that we look forward to. I love checking things off, man. Uh, and, and maybe you don't have anything to check off. You're just kind of waiting for the next big thing, but it is nice. It's a nice place to be right. When you are in a good place, as you just mentioned, like you're happy, like that's a good feeling. I'm a perfect specimen. I don't need to change anything. <laughs> you are so <laughs> except humble. My, except my metabolism. But yeah, no, I, I, I got some goals. I got some goals for this year. So <clears throat> my, uh, my lady, she, you know, as I, as I previously stated, she is, uh, she's Vietnamese and her, <clears throat> she's first generation here. And she, yeah, she was actually wasn't even born here. She was born in Vietnam. Wow. <clears throat> so her parents don't speak a lick of English. So kind of the goal is to, uh, I'd, I'd, in, in all honesty, I'd like to meet up with them, get to know her family and maybe, maybe learn a different language just for the heck of it. Just so I can communicate. <laughs> Knowing you, you know? you'll, you'll learn all the bad words. Oh, I do. Uh, I do. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. I, I, I do. I do. I do means, Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you are the worst. Uh, well, lastly, Sam, regarding sports, uh, let me get your takes on the upcoming college football playoff. We have Alabama against Notre Dame and Clemson against Ohio state, the final four, if you will, we won't argue if somebody should have been there or not. It is what it is. Uh, I do like that. They moved the Rose bowl out of California into Texas, uh, because it's like, Hey, you're not going to have fans. Fine. We'll go somewhere else. I, I do like that. Uh, but, but who do you got in these uh, playoff college football playoff games between Alabama and Notre Dame and then Clemson and Ohio state. Uh, I got Alabama and Clemson and then Clemson takes it all. Really? Is it, is yeah. it, is it Dabo Sweeney and Trevor Lawrence? Do you think they're better off than uh, Alabama and what they got? I really do. I, I think the, I think the offense is just a little bit more impressive. I, and in all honest, I've, I've watched a few games a few games I don't I, I didn't watch all of them, but from what I've seen, um, Clemson, Clemson is pretty unbeatable. They they do look pretty good, and I think the one game they lost, of course, was without Trevor Lawrence, uh, and even that went to, down to the wire. So I think Alabama beats down Notre Dame big time. I think Clemson, Ohio State. I think Clemson pulls pulls away at the end in in a close one for for a while. And then I, I think we're going to see another great Alabama-Clemson national championship game uh, or semifinal, whatever many times they've met up. Every time they've played, it's been great. Uh, a couple of years ago, Clemson pulled away, but I, I think Trevor Lawrence gets his second national championship. If Let's see, would that be? Yeah, it'd be his second one. Uh, and then rides off in, in, into the sunset uh, and, uh, and into Jacksonville as their next quarterback. So, um <laughs> I, I, so good luck there, but that's another story. Uh, I, I don't think you can ever discount Alabama. Uh, they could easily win it, but, but really anyone could also. Yeah. yeah we, we could be talking about Ohio state, Notre Dame. Absolutely. And, uh, and which, prob- would, which would be really interesting in that game. I, in that game, I don't know who I take. <laughs> no question. Well, next week we will definitely uh, on Monday, or let's see when we record Sunday night, like we do, uh, we will already have the winners of those games. Cause those, both of those games are Friday on new year's day, 
even better reason to celebrate New Year's Day instead of New Year's Eve. So we get two playoff games on Saturday, uh, Friday. Then we have NFL on Sunday. I don't know what we're going to do on Saturday. That's going to be odd with no football. I mean, what is the world coming to? And then uh, maybe there'll be some fighting on. And then after all the games Sunday, we'll be able to know who is in the playoffs and kind of uh, break down uh, the bracket and reactions there. So there'll be a ton to talk about next Sunday night, Sam, for our Monday episode. I hope you're excited. Oh, it's going to be great. And everything's going to be like, everything's going to be winding down. You're going to get that picture. The Rams will be eliminated from the playoffs <laughs> and it'll just, it'll just be a, be, my mind will be clear and it'll be a simpler times. Absolutely. You, st- you could start a new bottle, you know, and, uh, and proceed, uh, proceed onward, you know, into a new year Well, we have NFL playoffs and, uh, you know, college football national championship a week away, lots of good stuff. I can't wait for it. It's going to be a blast. Uh, by the way, Sam, if, if you had to say, what was your favorite Christmas gift from over the weekend? Mm, uh, well, the thing I'm drinking right now, uh, Maker's Mark 101 proof. Oh, you've done okay on that thing. Look, looks like you've done some damage already in a few short days. Well, yeah, I'm about halfway. Nobody <laughs> likes a quitter. <laughs> looks like we do have some college football on Saturday, January 2nd, but you know, those are the, uh, those are the NIT games or whatever. Um, well, very cool. You're so you're enjoying that uh, that bottle there, that big Maker's Mark. It's, it's that that's their special version or whatever. Yeah, it's just a it's a higher volume of alcohol, which I'm all about. <laughs> I want I want I want some authenticity in this world, and sometimes. 50% alcohol or more is the only way to get it. Need it, need it a little stronger, a little, little stronger. Absolutely. Well, uh, Sam on Wednesday's episode with Bill Barnes and the weekly Wednesday weigh-in, we had a little, or we are going to have a little bit of uh, uh, some more people involved. I, I sat down with Will Tarico, John Lee, Kevin Scarpio and Edwin Ixta, as well as Bill Barnes on Sunday evening and re-recorded a zoom meeting uh, where they were able to interact with Bill. And so that's going to be out on Wednesday. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, and, and our listeners out there to, to check that out. Cause it was fun seeing them kind of interact when they've never met before. So a lot of big things ahead for the podcast. And, and of course our Friday guest, I could only ring in the new year with one other person and that's going to be Valerie Burns. So roll your eyes at me all you want, but that's kind of what we got ahead this week on the get home safe podcast. Oh, you're so cute. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh, hey, got to do no, it. We, uh, some of these conversations, that <laughs> some of these conversations that we have whenever, uh, whenever it's you, me, uh, you, me and Val, we got to get some of those on, on, re- on record. Cause they're, it's so fun. I love pushing her button. She loves pushing my buttons. It's great. <laughs> it is a rather good relationship you two have uh, i'm still yeah uh, i i still i still watch uh mindfully of course but yeah it's a lot of fun what we ought to do is just put the phone down sometime hit record and just go about our business i think that would be a lot of fun what would be perfect is don't even tell me you're recording it'll just be raw <laughs> sometimes I, I know man i'll have to approve all of that but yeah that could be scary and dangerous oh man good stuff can't wait for 2021 my brother um, it's been a, a good year in some areas, you and me, we've had some fun on this podcast and I think a lot of good things ahead for both of us. Can't wait to, uh, 
share all of those with you, man. 2021 is going to be fun. Yeah, it'll be a good year. Hopefully, hopefully another COVID year. <laughs> you are the worst. You're the worst human on the planet. Well, Sam, <laughs> I will talk to you next weekend, next Sunday, when we have the college football games sorted out, the playoff games, and then uh, the NFL playoffs will be set. There'll be plenty to react from. We can uh, raise a glass to the Rams season being over probably. And uh, yeah, it'll be fun to chat with you next weekend. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Check out that Tracy episode, by the way. You'll, you'll really like it. Yeah, I'll, I'll actually check it out tomorrow. Awesome, Sam. Well, we will talk to you next week. Thanks again for joining us. All right. Thanks. Later. Always a pleasure, Sam Hersema, for you coming on the podcast and breaking down some of the action from the NFL week that was, as well as some college football and other topics. Hard to believe there's only one more week of the NFL regular season. We'll be breaking down some uh, Week 17 action next week, as well as talk about some of the college football playoff games and other exciting bowl games going around the country as we head into 2021. Can't wait to chat with you again next week, Sam. Well, guys, I do have a treat for you on Wednesday. It was Sunday night that I sat down and recorded a Zoom call with Bill Barnes, but also four of his most loyal listeners. We were joined by John Lee, Kevin Scarpio, Will Tarico, and Edwin Ixta. And it was a fun little roundtable discussion, really. Uh, they were able to bounce some questions off of Bill, kind of, uh, you know, put some faces with some names. Bill was happy to see some people and, and share some, again, conversations and topics. Uh, it was a lot of fun. So on Wednesday, you guys are going to hear not only from Bill Barnes, but also some of the more loyal listeners out there who asked him a few questions. It was a really fun discussion, a lot of good topics. I uh, hope you will join us on Wednesday for that episode of the Get Home Safe podcast and a special edition of the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Be sure to tune in. Well, guys, there's plenty of ways to follow the Get Home Safe podcast. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. We look forward to hearing from you just like you hear from us Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays here at the Get Home Safe Podcast. As a reminder, Friday, we're going to be joined by Valerie Burns on the program as we ring in a new year and uh, talk about 2021 finally with my girlfriend, uh, Valerie Burns. So a, a couple of really fun episodes here on the Get Home Safe podcast, a, a Zoom call with uh, five other people or four, five total people on Wednesday with Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in and our first episode of 2021 uh, with Valerie Burns as we ring in the new year and say goodbye to 2020. So plenty to uh, listen to this week, guys, and we look forward to... The second season, we'll call it, of uh, the Get Home Safe podcast that we will start next week in 2021. Uh, for those of you who have been with us since the beginning, we did a first episode last year in January, kind of a second one in February, and then really got going in in, thir in uh, March when, when things kind of started to get locked down. So it's been a long time. It's hard to believe it's been a year. But we're going to go into 2021 as a second season, if you will, and continue with our format of Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So uh, much like Bill Barnes heard from some listeners on Wednesday in a Zoom meeting, uh, we would love to hear from you. So write us in, send us some emails, some social media posts, whatever the case may be. We would love to hear from you and get your comments, get your questions, suggestions, whatever the case may be. Revent about your favorite sports team, maybe talk about 2020 a little bit. 
give us some uh, topics that we can cover here on our final episodes of 2020 and our earliest episodes of 2021. Guys, thank you for joining us on a Monday. Looking forward to wrapping up this crazy year, putting a bow on it and sending it away from us uh, the year 2020 and starting a new year on Friday, January 1st. 2021 guys that's it for me thanks for joining us really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule and guys no matter what you're doing whether you're out on the town or round in third base get home safe